Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks with the twins. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Johnny Nani, and we are here to recap the White Sox 2-1 to series win over the Minnesota Twins. Before we do that, be sure you're ch- – uh, look at that, messing up already. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Johnny at Nani Johnny, and following me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. And if you're down by the ballpark, stop by Grandstand. Get yourself some awesome White Sox gear. If you can't get there, go to grandstandsocks.com, order whatever you need, and check them out on socials at Grandstand Sox. Johnny, we take the win. Victory beers. Just got home from work. I have the new Nate Diaz represent sour ale here. I'm going to crack that because we haven't been on the mic for a long time, so I'd like to share a beer with you, especially over a victory. Yeah, dude, represent. I love it. Yeah, Uh, nice nice win today. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, pitching in. That's the title of this episode uh, because there was some outstanding uh, pitching from Lucas Giolito and Liam Hendricks to lock it down. So I'm excited to talk about this. Would have liked to see a little more offense, but uh, we'll we'll get to all that, Buzz. Yeah, absolutely. No, Giolito came out and he he pitched a, a good game. It was refreshing to see. About as refreshing as that sour ale. God damn, is that good? There will be, <laughs> there, there will be a review on ontapsportsnet.com about this. But he uh, he pitched a great game today, and uh, he only let up like two hits, and they were both the Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Shocker. I I hate that guy. I, I Johnny, we, I hate him. Hey, we d- d- we did put the preemptive fu out before we played them the first time, so we got that all you know squared away. And you know, I agree with you though. It's he's so annoying. <laughs> he is, man. Every time he gets a hit, like I just guy's automatic against the White Sox. But I mean, Giolito, great stat line. He goes eight innings, Johnny. I don't know. I don't want to out. I don't want to speak myself out here, but I think this was his longest outing of the season. He went. No. Eight, eight, did he have a complete game this year? No, no, no. This has got to be his first one. Yeah. yeah. For, well, not. I mean, it's not complete game, but lo- longest one, like you'd mentioned right. uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. He goes eight innings to, to or today. Two hits, one run, one earned run. He walked three, and he struck out eleven on one hundred and eleven pitches. So great all around game from Lucas Giolito here, getting his uh, getting his stuff back a little bit. Yeah, dude, and I think, you know, beyond that, obviously the stat line itself, great to see the strikeouts back up, and that was a product of, uh, you know, the changeup uh, really working well and moving off and uh, being very deceptive for hitters there. Even threw in a nice couple sliders into the mix. So you, got, you got some of the guys early uh, in there uh, with, with just a kind of real one that would dive into the dirt on them. Uh, and they, before, you know, as they were mid-swing, they realized it was going to be a ball, but, but it was already too late at that point. Uh, but other than that, beyond that, 17 swings and misses overall for Giulio today, added 46 points. 6% win probability that is cool and tough buzz oh absolutely like i said the stuff was just absolutely electric he was able to get himself out of a couple jams with no damage really mm-hmm. and that's what the white Sox needed we needed a good outing from him. not that lance lynn had a bad outing 
um, last night, but the office, <laughs> offense isn't working. So when you get something like this out of Lucas Giolito, who has been questionable in his performances this year, that's fair to say he hasn't been what we've seen in 19 and 20. Um, when you get a, a performance like this, you have to pick him up. And fortunately enough, we were able to do that. Yeah, they did just enough uh, offensively, so I think we can get into that a little bit. But I need, I need to just, you know, gush over Giolito a little bit more here. Uh, and it, it was that, you know, overall, command was fine today when you go and look at it, uh, look back on it. But there were a few er, er, very early instances where he, you know, walked in the first inning, he walks the leadoff hitter. In the second inning, he walks the leadoff hitter. And I think later in the sixth, uh, he'd walked the leadoff hitter as well. So those three walks, all of them came to leadoff innings. And in the sixth, it was Vaughn uh, with a great play, which we'll get to a little bit later, uh, set up a double play. But then uh, he was able to just get himself right back on track. Whereas I think before, in some of his other starts where he's having issues, so he was letting that affect it and carry over to the next at bat, so to say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I was watching, because I was at the office, so, you know, I, I pull it up on my third screen, and I always just have it there where I'm supposed to be tracking what my guys are doing, but, you know, fuck that, you know, <laughs> the White Sox are on, I'm going to watch Sox, but it seemed like his changeup was, um, he didn't have great control of that, and I don't know if you could touch on that, I didn't have the volume on a lot of the time, but I, I thought going high and away a lot for him. So it, it was, you know, at, at first, like I mentioned, with with those walks a little bit there, some of it was fastball too, I would say that, you know, that he was just missing with those like early. But then, you know, he kind of brought himself back in. But yeah, so technically, yeah, these changeups were balls, but it was deceptive enough to where he, where he started it, as soon as it got going a little bit, that's when guys were chasing it, and then it would fall off the table on him, and they had no chance. So uh, yeah, technically, if you're going and looking at the graphs and say you didn't watch it live, and you're just going back and looking where these pitches ended up, it might look like that, uh, but they were deceptive enough. So um, that was a big key for him today, because obviously when they're chasing that, no chance they're uh, making solid contact if they do, and more likely than not, they're just going to miss it. Obviously, evidenced by his 17 swings and misses today. Right. And like I said, it's just a great thing to see. Why don't we get in some of this scoring here? Let's talk about this. So the Sox, uh, they actually end up going down in the third, bottom mm-hmm. of the third. And that was a Nelson Cruz home run, if I'm correct. Yeah, dude, out, out to center. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty funny how Benetti put it. He like just missed the fairway because it was right, you know, where they have that big wall that goes up in right field. Yeah. That, like snuck in, like just like there onto that little berm that they have in the batter's eye in center field. But man, I mean, it's Nelson Cruz. We talked about it. It's uh, he's a Sox killer. We, we said it on a season preview show. We said it all last year. We've said it, you know, even playing the Twins uh, in the first series, even though we swept them uh, earlier, he still hit a home run against us uh, in that series too. So he's just a Sox killer, and luckily. He he was the only one to do any sort of damage, especially after seeing Miguel Sano rock three uh, last night. Yeah, and nothing warms my heart more than to see Miguel Sano have a shitty game today after mm-hmm. what he did to us yesterday. You know, three yep. at bats, he struck out twice. Um, you know, I'm I'm very good with that because he he royally pissed me off yesterday. Like, yeah, it, it was just unbelievable. It, it warms it warms my heart. It, it really does. Like I love to see the twins suffer, and and I you know they they think they have a bright spot last night. And it was a bright spot last night for them, but they think that oh this is the start of something. So no, it's going to go on a tear, tear. You know, bring this team back to life. Nah, not so not so fast. Lucas Giolito said. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that happens in the bottom of the third. The White Sox end up answering in the top of the fifth and i'll let you touch on this because we were talking about it before we came on but the hustle from adam eaton man it was close it it, it was close man so in the top of the fifth to set it up i get lurry leading off with the double mendick sacks him over to third uh anderson grounds out so i guess sack doesn't really matter here um with this one eaton uh, he hits a 
infield single, and it was close, man. Play took the shortstop over to his right, so he had to go to it on the backhand, throw over to first, and Eaton, you know, he was hustling down the line, so, you know, he he definitely earned it, beating it out, but it was close, man. Sano was arguing, like, oh, I thought I had it and all that, but Eaton's foot, I do think, was... It was close to the glove, but you know it has to get in. Shit, <laughs> but it was it buzz. You know what I'm saying? It was like yep. it was like right here when Eaton's foot hit the bag, and then right after Eaton's foot was completely on, that's when it got into the webbing. So that is why he was safe, and that's why this run comes home. They didn't uh, end up reviewing that, did they, Johnny? I don't think they did. I I'm trying to think. I I, I don't think they did. Um, because I mean, they, there wasn't enough evidence yeah, to overturn the call. Yeah, because they showed they showed a couple of replays on the broadcast. But I don't think they I don't think the twins challenged and asked for one there. And you know, if they did, that probably would have been a bad call by them because, uh, you know, I mean, granted, they probably didn't have any other challenge, so they they could have used it. But at the same time, I think Eaton still would have been safe. Uh, it looked, you know, bang bang, but still just before Eaton's foot did touch down. Right, and I also want to touch on Lurie Legend real quick while we're on while we're on the topic here because he was oh, yeah. the one that scored on that play. Mm-hmm. Um, where are all the Lurie haters at now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, where, where is where, where is the early April? Two weeks into the season, we need a DFA Lurie Garcia people now, huh, Buzz? He's huh? Co- he's coming. He's, there's a reason I post that picture of us every single time. Yeah, he dude, it. he's coming. But uh, he had a great game, dude. He tattooed the ball a couple times today too because he, he just missed on a homer to right field. Yeah, dude, he had like for a while there. When you if you followed like the baseball savant page, he was like right at the top of the hardest hit ball uh, up until like the Nelson Cruz home run, really. Uh, and then he had another one too that we'll get to uh, that, that led to a scoring play later uh, in this game here. So this is where I kind of went into my meeting. I know that when we, we we shut them down in the in the bottom of the sixth, they didn't get anything on us. Like it was, I said, they had the leadoff walk there. But let's take a couple steps back. So it was the top of the sixth here where uh, oh, White Sox right. would do their next damage. Uh, right. And this is Lamb leading off of the double. So good to see him. You know, he, he gets he draws some heat when he's in. And I probably would have had Grandal playing first and put Vaughn out and left today. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. Uh, but either way, if Jake Lamb's going to be in the lineup, fuck, might as well get something out of him. And uh, he you know hit the home run last night. Uh, he hits a leadoff double uh, in this top the six here uh vaughn grounds out which moves lamb to third collins walks and that's where larry legend comes up uh with the rbi double uh down the left field line uh excuse me rbi rbi single on this one because collins uh somehow it was a bad base running play by him so run gets in yes white Sox take the lead would be the game winning run so this would not matter uh in the final uh you know score on here but either way you want to see zach collins making the heads up play uh and getting out there uh because it it wasn't like it was a this guy's going to catch it. Like, is it close? Like, would it be a diving play? So just, I think, a bad play by Collins to not advance there. Uh, but uh, either way, uh, you still get the run in and end up being the game winner, Buzz. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that was huge. You know, obviously, with Lucas Giolito doing what he's doing on the mound today, getting that extra run, which was the game-winning run, no more scoring to place after that. It was absolutely huge. And like I said, I got to catch that. I was in a meeting, but I had the screen pulled up. And he, he tattooed that one too, man. I mean, he hit it hard and I thought for a minute it might carry, but then it, it, it didn't, I, you know, whatever it hit, bounced off the wall. I thought he was going to get a double. I didn't know why Collins didn't make his way to third. Yeah. Cause that was an, yeah. any other time. If no one else was on base, Johnny. That's a Lurie Garcia double. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see, let's be honest. Zach Collins does not have great foot speed. He's a catcher. Like you don't, you don't expect that from, right. from your catchers first of all, but either way it's, it's the smarts of where you're at on the play because he is there on first base then um, after his walk and with Lurie Garcia up at the plate and he did not get out close enough to second base. Uh, I think because if he puts himself out there, even at least a little more than half, 
halfway. Some people say you should basically already be at second base. I think you can put yourselves three quarters there uh, and still you'd be able to advance to third and Lurie's got enough speed uh, to be able to come in uh, and get to second. So you put second and third there, but um, that, that hopefully that's something that they just talked about him with and, uh, you know, review it and say, Hey, here's where you gotta be. We need you on here because we need to add more uh, worked out today, but not always going to be the case. So uh, I think that's just where it needs to be. But either way, we need to celebrate Lurie because Frank Thomas was too, uh, on, when they did their little cuts to the studio throughout mm-hmm. the game, Frank Thomas was giving Lurie some props. Be like, Hey, Lurie Garcia is starting to swing a hot bat. A uh, pretty high compliment coming from, uh, you know, a White Sox legend like Big Hurt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Big Hurt, first base, first baseman, Andrew Vaughn today. I want you yes. to talk about that double play because that was yes. sick. That was yes. absolutely sick. It was like, what What was it, 3-6-3 three, three or something? Yes, it was. So it was in the bottom of the six, right after the White Sox had scored their run, obviously, in the top of the six with that Lurie single. Um, it was Polanco went off with a walk. Uh, Cruz flew out, so there's one out here in the situation. You got the heart of, or- or heart of the order here. Max Kepler uh, comes up. And he puts a ground ball, a scorcher towards first base. Vaughn dives to his right. He's playing a little bit up in front of the bag. Vaughn dives to his right, makes a great stop. Jose Abreu-esque, what we're used to seeing from him. Gets up, makes the throw right to Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson just kind of voids where the runner's coming at. Sidearm slings it back to Vaughn. No problem. They get Kepler, double that thing off. uh, And that would be the last real threat here for the Twins at all. Yeah, as our guy Sox side Mike is saying in the chat, that in my in his opinion saved the game for the Sox. I yeah, mean, oh, even even if they don't score on that play specifically, say it's just a single and that moves runners up there, putting yourself in a much more uh, you know high pressure spot, high leverage spot, uh, and you're just giving the Twins some life uh, and basically letting someone else <laughs> and then uh, Nelson Cruz uh, get a hit in this game. So yeah, just great great all around effort by Vaughn and uh, nice by Giolito to be able to induce these types of, types of ground balls, even if they are a little hard hit. What, what's Hawk used to say? We got a man there. <laughs> Absolutely. So after that, like you said, it was c- kind of quiet getting up. You know, Giolito kept doing his thing through the eighth. The ninth comes up. Crickets from the Sox offensively for the most part there. Liam Hendricks. Him and Giolito having it going in the same game, Johnny. Absolutely mind-blowing. Good, good luck. Good luck. Yes. Good luck because he came in and he had, I mean, he's already a pretty hyped guy, whether or not he performed, you know, you could see it in his demeanor. You saw it in his days in Oakland, whatever. He was hyped to be up on that mound today to get this save. And that's exactly what he did. And it was absolutely, his slider was working. His fastball had command control over it. He strikes out two and the other out, I think it was a pop-up. He had his shit working. And that is the guy that the Sox paid $54 million to, to come and close out a game. And he did it awesomely. Buzz, I love that you say that, uh, that comment, that that is the guy that you paid uh, that kind of money to. Uh, What you just said there is exactly what what our friend of the show, Andrew Kinsler, uh, texted me during the game when you were seeing those wipeout sliders, just because it was the movement was, you know, some guy, it's for every pitcher. Some days your stuff just is better than on other days. Sometimes you just have it a little bit more. And Liam Hendricks certainly had it today because that slider was, like they call it slider. Yeah, no, that, that was just dropping off the table. Like, it, it almost had the, and I know it is still a slider, it almost had the combination of, like, a curveball, like, straight, like, 12-6 drop, along with the, uh, you know, a little bit more diagonal uh, cut that a slider has. And it was just nasty. Two strikeouts, that one fly out to left field, uh, shuts the door, no problem. I love when nobody gets on base, because uh, we've seen a couple times, and not that, you know, Liam Hendricks is 
faltered in all of these. But when a guy gets on in the last inning, it's especially in a one run game. It's oh my god, like you know, the the blood pressure just spikes, and I'm glad we didn't have to do that. Didn't have to deal with that today. It's like here, here we go again, you know. But I, I do recommend that anybody that's listening to this that doesn't already go follow Pitching Ninja Rob Friedman mm-hmm. because I I want to see. I, I'm hoping he puts something out on these on these pitches that Liam Hendricks had today because it, they, they were fired. Yeah, I know the Giolito ones uh, were up, Buzz. There was a couple of just, you know, sequence of disgusting changeups uh, in a row that he did to, to uh, strike out multiple hitters within the, I believe, seventh and uh, eighth innings um, to really just silence the Twins uh, towards the end of this one. But um, but at the time of recording, I did not see any uh, pitches from Hendricks on Pitching Ninja, but I did see the strut. He did the Conor McGregor yeah, strut did the Conor McGregor. afterward. Yeah. It was great. It was great. I love so it. He, he, put, he, he put it side by side with Bauer when he did his too. So it was pretty funny. I got a good chuckle out of that. That's the shit that I love is, is the, uh, you know, as the kids say, the swagger that's on this team and, mm. and, and the confidence and the fun that the, these guys have together when they're winning baseball games and and look, Johnny, they're like, what are they 11 and a half up over Minnesota? Who is considered their biggest threat in the division? You know, um, yeah. I mean, Cleveland, we'll say Cleveland. I mean, I hate Cleveland. No one goes on vacation there, but you know, <laughs> they, they're, they're there. They're not far away. You know, yeah, they're not it's... far away, but Minnesota was the team that was picked to win this division by a lot of people and seasons not near over, not even close, but this is quite the cushion to have. Oh, it, it's beautiful buzz because when you go and look at some of their peripherals too, it does not look great for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, their run differential at minus 32. That just tells you how, you know, because their lineup is granted, they've been banged up. So you can attribute some of the offensive struggles that they've had for that. But mainly it's been their pitching, especially bullpen early on. God, they, they had horrendous, some of the worst in the league. And I have to go and look at overall ranks and certain stats, but they still got to be sitting towards the bottom there. Uh, and, and then their starting pitching just isn't nearly as strong as the White Sox. So that's why you see a White Sox run differential up we're plus 73 man we're, we're running that shit all across the league not just in our division uh but yeah just we, we talked about it hey first six times playing the twins now out of the way and obviously we're going to travel and play a couple different series we have an interleague one with the cardinals coming up so we'll get a break from these twins for a little bit taking five out of the first six put all the you know i know there's still drama and stuff surrounding this team regarding all that take all that away and just say we won the first five against of six against the twins this year i think all white Sox fans should be happy about that Oh, absolutely. And as you were talking about the Twins' downfall, I'm making myself a little gift right now. You, you, you hate to see it, Johnny. You hate to see it. You hate it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just – I'm so excited with how they've been performing. And, you know, like you said with the drama stuff, we really touched on that extensively last night, uh, Tony and I. And it kind of overshadowed the shitty loss that we had. Well, we did yeah. touch in on the game. It just, you couldn't help but talk yeah, about it's, it. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Right. You know, so it was very extensive, the conversations we had last night, Tony and I on Socks on Tap. Um, you know, and coming out today, like you had said before we got on here, and I feel the same exact way. It's just like, dude, like Tony, I don't want, Tony LaRusse, that is, <laughs> not Tony on Tap. Um, I don't want that guy to get fired. Okay. Like I'm not calling for anybody's job here. I, I I've never really been that guy unless your name is Jim Boylan. I've never <laughs> been that guy. Um, he doubled down today a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know if he was joking and if he's got a dry humor, look, I love like we like letter Kenny and trailer park boys, which means <laughs> yeah. we love dry humor, you yeah. know, like that's what we love. Like, but I didn't detect it. 
And no. he kind of like doubled down when a he, reporter asked him about Lance Lynn's comments about the matter. And it was just like, God damn, dude, just shut up. He, oh, he, he's in, he's in full old man. Get off my lawn mode. Um, it, That's that's what's happening right now. And you just dude, throw away the shovel. He's already dug himself deep in a hole. Like, dude, just put the shovel away. Like, stop. Just like I, I want to get to a quote here, boss, because I brought it up to you before. But I, I just want to read this out. And Matt, this is from Joe McEwing. This came out from Scott Merkin. He probably just Joe McEwing probably saying it earlier. But by the time Scott Merkin got it out. It was right around first pitch today. Imagine, these are Joe McEwing's words, but if Tony Larissa had said this after the situation on uh, was on Monday night, I think this would have resolved everything. You'd still have a little bit of maybe detraction uh, among some fans and you know maybe some media guys trying to prod more. But he could have said this and left it at this and say, oh, we're leaving it at this as a team. Here's this quote, Buzz. I just think he, meaning Yerman Mercedes, was locked up in the moment, and rightfully so. You want that focus. You want that drive on every pitch. But everything was handled, and we are moving on. And that was regarding him missing the sign, missing the take sign uh, on the 3-0 pitch with the position player in, obviously, in a route. I think that would have covered it phenomenally. And, you know, like I said, you probably have a little more prodding, but you could just say, we've handled it and we're moved, we've moved on. And that could be a response to everything from there on out, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree wholeheartedly with that. You know, last night, when I, when, like I said, when Tony and I were talking about it, I uh, I just don't, you know, I believe in that juju shit, man. I don't know why, I just do. And I just don't want any of that negative energy impacting a team that's yeah. on a roll. But I'm not in the clubhouse either, which I did acknowledge. I don't know what's going on in there. Mm. And in our fun group chat right now, in our, uh, you know, in our text, Tony just sent a picture of, it uh, looks like, I can't tell if it's Nick Madrigal or not. I can't tell <laughs> who that is, but they're partying with Tony Larusa in the uh, in the clubhouse right now. <laughs> so you know they're having a good old time. So maybe nothing is wrong. You know, maybe it was just kind of he's got his opinions. They respect yeah. his opinions, and that's it. It's just as a fan of the team, Johnny. Like where I get annoyed is, can't we just like be talked about like power rankings number one? Yeah, everybody's yeah. talking about the White Sox yep. kicking ass, starting pitching, the bats, the run differential, all of this everything can't that be the narrative why do we have to have like a protagonist there dude i I said before it's that's so white Sox to a team man it seems like we just can't fucking escape it and that's because we're the chicago white Sox. (laughs) it's just so frustrating i know i want to talk about like the good shit i want to talk about like holy oh my god the years that we've been waiting or we've said that so white Sox are like oh this rebuild's gonna suck something bad's gonna happen and if this is to Tony on Tap's point last night, if this is the worst thing that's happening and you're still winning ball games, I could live with that. And when he said that, I was like, okay. He understood my part, my point about the energy and you know how social mm-hmm. media kind of rules the world. And I just don't want that neck like if it gets into somebody's head. But again, I don't know the closeness in there, and in, in, in the clubhouse, uh, and winning heals all wounds, just like time heals yeah. wounds. Winning heals wounds as well. And if they're gonna keep doing this, then. I guess I'll take it, man. If he's going to have his opinion, I'm not going to crucify a guy for an opinion. I it's I think it was just the way that it went about and was handled was right. terrible. Was that's, that's just terrible. Like yeah. can, can we can we get some PR 101 classes for these folks? I know he's been in the game for a while, but holy shit. Like it, it, you don't have to air everything. You don't need to air all your dirty laundry like all the time. Like it, it could have just been a thing where like they didn't even like fucking acknowledge it or like I said, do the Joe McEwing route. And I think that would have been a great quote to come from Tony LaRusso to squash this thing. Like I said, we probably have a few you know, prodders, some questions because that's the reporter's job. So that's what they're, you know, made to do. Right. That's what they'll do. But then you could, you can always just respond in your own way. Like, oh, it's an internal, it's an internal matter. We, right. We've discussed it and we've moved on. 
And that's right. it. That would be the end of the story. And boom, when today would be the, the next storyline. And they're all dressed up as Yohan Mankata. That, that's what all these uh, ridiculous flight suits are. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I I wanted, like I said last night about Joe Girardi. I wanted him to take the Joe Girardi route. Like, don't ask me that, bro. Like, you know, just don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. You, did you see that? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. He was like, just don't, no. I'm not going to answer your question. You want to ask me something baseball related? I'll answer your baseball related. That's what I wish I would have saw out of Tony LaRusso. And that's why like a lot of my, you know, I pop off. I shoot first. I ask questions mm-hmm. later. A lot of the time I try not to do that, but I do that. Like I said, never called for the guy's job, but I was just like, dude, just sh- like you said, shut yeah, the, just f- shut up, just, just shut, shut up and let them do their thing and, and, and manage this team. Cause as good as Tony LaRusso is, has been as a manager in the past, and you can argue for this year as well as where he has this ball club sitting right now and beating teams that he's supposed to beat, like Minnesota and Kansas mm-hmm. City that were at one time was leading the division. Um, you know, it, it, it's just he hasn't been around for a while. The game's changed a bit. Just let them do their thing. Keep succeeding. You've been handed a team with so much talent on it with your two best players, arguably not in, and then Jose Abreu missing the series. You're, that should be the story in, in my mind. And I I don't know if this thing was him deflecting, like a lot of people have said, like Ken Woe had said that. Um, you know, there are a lot of other people said that too. I talked to White Sox Dave today for the first time in a while. I'm big, you know, big White Sox Dave guy. He's a really good dude. And he was saying the clubhouse is good, man. I'm telling you, it's good. And I'm like, all right, okay, cool, man. You know, like I, I, I gotta yeah. keep that in my mind because I just get in my head like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's Chicago, well, it's, dude. Something's gonna fucking happen. Well, and it's just public perception because not like you said, only the guys in that locker room are the ones there. The coaching staff, the training staff, the players themselves. So that, that's all. That's all you're gonna get the real. And that you're never probably gonna get the full on truth about what was said if there was a meeting, if there was like this and that. Um, but it just becomes public perception. Then you get segments on MLB Network about it, about unwritten rules, and they got to rehash this thing like they did during the whole Tatis thing last year. Remember that for the grand slam on the whatever yep. Yep. same the similar scenario on like, yeah, it is. Pitch or something like that. Yeah. So, it, it, and they just got to rehash that stuff. And now it's in a white sock scope. So I just hate that. Uh, and whereas like you said, all the publicity coming towards this team should be positive about how much ass they're kicking on the field because they are, and they continue to do so today. So I think we can wrap that up just like Joe McEwing said, the white Sox have wrapped their thing up in house and uh, they can get on to uh, the weekend series going out to the Bronx buzz. Absolutely. So on Friday, because the White Sox have an off day tomorrow and shameless plug here, Johnny, got to throw it out tomorrow night. You will not be without on tap content. Bulls on tap will be going live at 7 p.m. Central to do an end of the season recap. Anybody that wants to join, this would be a different kind of show. Anybody that wants to join is more than welcome. Shoot me a DM on Twitter. I'll hit you up with the link. We're going to have a bunch of people come on and talk about what they saw this season and whatnot. And we're going to, you know, discuss it as fans and what we want to see moving forward. So shameless plug moving into Friday, White Sox in New York. One of my favorites, Johnny, a 6 5 PM central time. You know me, I'm an old man and I can't oh, stay up late anymore. It, it's White Sox happy hour. I love it. Yeah. It's just when I'm, it's, you know, my beers are flowing. I'm home from work, getting dinner ready, sit down to eat dinner. Got the White Sox on absolutely perfect. So it'll be Carlos Rodon against Jordan Montgomery. Rodon is coming in at 5-1. and one. He suffered his first loss in his last start. He's at a 1.47 ERA, 36 and two-third innings pitched, 49 strikeouts to 12 walks. He's let up two long balls. Jordan Montgomery for the Yankees, 2-1, and one, 4.75 ERA, 41 and two-third innings pitched. He's let up 37 hits. He struck out 41, walked 11, let up six long balls. He also is, if you do not know, a left-handed pitcher. 
Hey, yes, sir. I can't wait. I, you know, feasting on lefties. And as long as they're not named Mike Miner this year, uh, it's been, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's been just like all of last season was and just feasting on him. So I can't wait. I hope, uh, Timmy is a straw that stirs a drink there. I don't know if I'm going from pick to click. I think I need to think over a little bit more, but, uh, other important update regarding this could get Jose Abreu back in this mix too. Yeah. Uh, the latest update and, you know, it's kind of lost in the whole circus uh, of everything this morning with all the comments about, you know, the situation uh, that espoused for Monday and Tuesday night. But Tony Larson did provide a, a update of sorts, I guess you could call it on um, Jose Abreu. And before it was that they going into Monday series and they said he was going to be out against the twins. They had said that they expected him to be back for New York. Now it's hope. That uh, there is hope that he will be, you know, ready to play Friday uh, against the Yankees. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, there is, you know, th- that latest update is up on on tipsportsnet.com. If you want more details about what the initial report was and up to uh, the most recent one from TLR before the game today. So uh, <laughs> you get him back in the, you know, they're able to win two out of three without him here this week. But you get him back, man. Uh, short porches uh, out in Yankee uh, Yankee Stadium, man. Uh, it could be uh, a lot more home runs because we did see, uh, you know, a long ball uptick a little bit here uh, with Jake Lamb. Yasmani Grandal, uh, Nick Madrigal in game one, Danny Mendick, uh, you know, uh, and that was in a big park. I would love to see them continue this trend uh, in the Little League Stadium that is Yankee Stadium. Yeah, if there's any away stadium that I love playing in the most with the currently constructed roster, I guess, or you could say pretty much any White Sox roster during our lifetime, guys that can hit bombs. Um, Yankee Stadium is one of my favorite ones to go to because they can they can hit bombs there. Um, so I'm I'm hoping for a good series. Um, I'm hoping Jose plays. Obviously, I'd love to have him back get Andrew Vaughn and back into left field. And and you know how Jose is. If he could play, he can play, and he will play. Yeah, you know, just like so. he came back Saturday and Sunday after right. the collision Friday. You know. So um, I'm I'm hoping to see him. I'd like to be somewhat at I guess air quotes full strength because no Eloy and no Luis Robert, but. I'm going to, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this series. I mean, you know, the Yankees are a good test. They are sitting at 23 and 19 right now uh, while the Sox are at 26 and 16, but it's a good test because a lot of people said that that would be an AL uh, matchup that you could possibly see in the playoffs. Yep. And I would really like to beat the shit out of them because it made me feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, it's it's still the Yankees. Like, you know, they did have a little bit of a rough start to the year, but they've rebounded. They've got you know, a talented roster, and that's why they've rebounded. Uh, Aaron they Judge that. is hitting the shit out of the ball. Yeah, today. and, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, luckily for us, he will be out. Uh, I believe he went on the IL earlier this week. At least that's what I saw on MLB Network on, like, Monday morning, I believe. So um, he should be out, but, you know, that's a big bad out for them. I know we have our fair share already uh, with Robert and uh, Jimenez, and obviously Abreu still a little bit of a question mark right now. Um, but I think that's any, you know, kind of detriment that they can have. You never like, I'm not rooting for injuries by any means, but it is a little bit convenient for the White Sox that they're playing them while G. Carlos Stanton's on the IL is what I'm driving at. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't care. I don't want, I don't care if they're at full strength or not. I want blood any, any way around it. I want to win. I want to sweep. I want to keep this momentum rolling. I want to keep, you know, building that cushion in the AL central to make it hard for Cleveland. And if the twins, mysteriously go on a run of some sorts to make it hard for them to catch us. So keep winning the series that you can win. Keep doing what you're doing. Starting pitching has been fire. Hopefully it, I don't, I don't see an end in sight. I mean, this rotation has been very, very good. And I think the bullpen is still coming around. I know bummer had a, a rough outing on Tuesday, but he'll be fine. You know, we have Hoyer in there, Foster. I mean, we're, we're going to be all right. So I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to this series. Um, picks to click, John, you got to pick a click for uh, Friday. 
Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, I went I went with Moncada today, man. Uh, now that they're doing the road trip for him, I feel like that's a good one for Friday. <laughs> Going to be all juiced up, uh, all dressed in like his disaster personnel uh, music video today. That's what you're seeing all those pictures on social media from. Uh, but no, I, w- I won't go Moncada. I'm not going to double up on back-to-back days. Um, let's see. I will go with Yasmani Grandal. He'll be in the lineup. Been a little bit, a few games since I picked him. So I'll go with the Yasman uh, if he... Um, you know, he, he can put one out even if he's batting righty there and you get into a bullpen, uh, turn it around, and then you got that short porch and right. So we obviously saw him crush one uh, again on Tuesday night against Minnesota. So much uh, smaller feet. That'll be like three decks uh, high if he hits that same ball in Yankee Stadium. So, yeah, as for me, who you got? I'm going to have to give you a phone call if he hits one out because I think you're going to pass out with that bash, that bat drop. I know it gets you every time. You <laughs> oh, love yeah. that shit. Um, so my pick to click today was actually Lucas Giolito. I'm was, so happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm so happy it panned out. I'm going Lurie Legend on Friday. Yeah, he's, he's, tat- he's tattooing it. He's going to hit a home run on Friday. He's going to fucking hit it out of the park. We, I'm telling it's you. It's a great place for anyone to hit a home run. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If, Dylan, if this is an NL park, you know, or NL uh, team, the Yankees were Dylan Cease, you know, you could pick him on Saturday to hit a home run. Yeah, no shit. I'm, I'm going Lurie Garcia, man. He's going to he's gonna hit a long ball on Friday. Uh, Buzz, Buzz Adonis has spoke. Yeah. I, I love him. Mean, dude, he's hot. He, Frank said it, and you just see it on the field. I mean, obviously, big spot today uh, with, with the game-winning RBI. Uh, so I, I love it. I love that Lurie pick there. Um, one more thing. Uh, it, would, it would be great, and obviously, I mean, we want to win every game. That's a, the mentality here. But, Buzz, I think it's important to uh, set the tone on Friday because it'll be a tough test. I believe Garrett Cole is slated to start on Saturday. So if you lose Friday, uh, you're going up against a real, real <laughs> elite arm on Saturday, and you may be at uh, risk of losing the series um, if he just gets the best of you and he's really on that day. So I think Friday uh, is very important. And Saturday will be fun one no matter what because he's is throwing the ball pretty well too. Um, but, you know, it's uh, I think that's just get off on the right foot here is my biggest thing, especially coming off an off day. On Saturday, I will take a pitcher's duel if Cease gets the better of Garrett Cole. I, yeah. would, oh, I, yeah. would, I, would, I would just love the shit out of that because uh, Cease has been pretty nasty recently. And Drop I Drop the really, hammer, baby. Yeah, just, just fuck just live up to this matchup and, and go at him, you know, uh, Rodon against, you know, um, <clears throat> against, uh, Montgomery. I'm not too scared of, so it's a winnable matchup. So just get it off is. on the right foot. Make sure you do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that, that's all I have to today, Johnny, we got to win. Yeah. Um, like I said, Winning heals all wounds, and we could have sat here and harped on all the bullshit, but guess what? We got a dub, and we have victory beers flowing, so that's all I give a shit about. Dubs. That's all I care about. Hell yeah, man. I, I love it. Um, more victory beers to be consumed this weekend, because you know, I would love to see a series win, and I think it's very, very attainable, because, you know, I think it last my final final thought here for Socks on Tap Buzz, mm-hmm. and that's even when like the Yankees are a little bit like down and they're like, you know, been banged up in past years and maybe not performing up to their standards. They are still the evil empire. They're still the New York Yankees. They're still the pinstripes. You still got the, you know, the, the fans that are, you know, uh, think that they're better than everybody and, and all that. And in some aspects of the game, like Garrett Cole, uh, yeah, sometimes they are, they, they are the better team. So it, it's, you know, now the white Sox. though, when you look at standings wise, record wise, it's like, no, we're the better team, so let's go and make a statement and show it and show them firsthand. They can see it, you know, in the CR run differential, see the segments about, oh, the White Sox getting hot. They're, you know, this, this uh, you know, all this buzz to start the year. I want them to see it firsthand and be like, well, we got to worry about the White Sox come October. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that sentiment, man. Uh, I guess we'll do shout outs, too, because we've been doing those lately. Yeah. I, I, I do want to shout out. um Sockside Mike, because he always comes into our uh, our streams and really good guy. He's a good follow on Twitter. Go follow him at Sockside Mike 90. 
Good baseball mind, good dude. Go follow him on Twitter if you get the chance. Sockside Mike is my shout-out today. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with uh, Billy Ruffeld because he kind of pointed me in the direction of that uh, Joe McEwing quote um, that, that I kind of brought up here to kind of say like that's what TLR should have said. Uh, that's kind of what Billy Ruffeld was uh, sort of also you know getting at um, about this whole situation there. So, uh, Billy Ruffeld, uh, thanks. You put a segment in the show. Absolutely. Well, that's all I got, Johnny. So everybody, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SocksOnTap, at ontapsportsnet. Following Johnny at Nani Johnny. Following me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Go to GrandstandSocks.com. Follow them on socials at GrandstandSocks for any White Sox-related or Chicago sports-related needs that you may have. Go check out GrandstandSocks. We'll be back Friday after the White Sox beat the shit out of the Yankees. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.